0: The American dream means giving it your all, trying your hardest, accomplishing something, and then I'd add to that giving something back. No definition of a successful life can do anything but include serving others. Understanding our democracy, one podcast at a time. This is The Show About Politics. Here's your host, Nate
1: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the show about politics. So, in order to achieve the American dream, hard work is important. But as our 41st president, George H.W. Bush, mentioned at the beginning of the show, in order to make the American dream real, you need to be willing to serve.
0: That's the guidepost for my dad's life. uh, From serving in the military when he was 18 years old, the youngest Navy pilot, in World War II at the age of 19, being the head of the United Way in Midland, Texas when he was a young business guy, to serving in all sorts of capacities, making sure that others were lifted up is always uh, the most important thing in my dad's life.
1: That's Governor Jeb Bush, my guest today.
0: So where where are we going to do this?
1: Um, over in here. All right. Jeb began his career in politics working on his father's presidential campaign, and I was so lucky to be able to interview him at this year's South by Southwest EDU conference in Austin, Texas. So, Governor Bush, is it okay if I call you Jeb?
0: Yeah, sure. Why not?
1: Okay, so could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
0: Sure. Uh, I'm 66 years old. I know that's shocking. You thought I was much younger, right? I was the governor of the state of Florida for eight years between 1999 and 2007. I have four near-perfect grandchildren, one of which is close to your age, Georgia, who loves to read as well. And then Vivi is her younger sister. They live in Miami. And Jack and um, Prescott live here in Austin, Texas, where we are right now. My son is a statewide elected official here in Texas, and and he's married to Mandy. My other son, Jeb Jr., is my business partner, and he's married to Sandra. And I have a daughter, and I've been married 45 years. And I have a pretty active business, and I have an education reform foundation.
1: Okay, so speaking of family, what was it like um, going door-to-door for your father's campaign?
0: It was uh, interesting. In 1980, when my dad ran, I was uh, 26 years old, I think, 1979, and we'd never really gotten that involved in politics. But I did it because I love my dad. And um, politics—you overcome your fears pretty quick, because you're you're kind of in a vulnerable situation. You're giving speeches and talking, and you know it's a public setting. And um, it gave me a lot of confidence as a person to campaign for my dad, and it was payback. You know, if you love your parents, there's ways that you can show your love for them, right? Mm -hmm. And um, that was my way to show how much uh, abundant love I had for my father. And I enjoyed it.
1: Back in 2000, after a tough election, Jeb's brother George became president.
0: George W. Bush will become the 43rd president of the United States.
1: And that earned Jeb a unique spot in U.S. history. So, what was it like having a brother and father as president?
0: It was different. I I don't think there was anybody else on the planet that has that experience. I don't know if John Quincy Adams' brother existed. So there's been two presidencies that have had a father and a son be president. The Adams family... Not the not the TV show you mm-hmm. might have seen. I, I know <laughs> what you're talking about. I'm talking about John Adams, the second mm-hmm. president, and J.Q. Adams, who was, uh, I don't know what number he was, but he was maybe 10th or something like that. That's the first group, and the second group was my brother and my dad. And so it's pretty unique in American history. But you know what? My family never really focused on that we were were united in family love all the way to the end. So when we gather up, we don't talk about politics that much. We talk about baseball, how our kids are doing, grandkids. It's pretty normal.
1: So that brings me to my next question. Oh, good. Um, What was it like being involved in a political family?
0: Well, in our case, as I said, it really wasn't a political. It was viewed as a political family. I just... I didn't see it, but last night CNN had a show that talked about the Bush dynasty. So you're, you know, like if I was watching it, we would be watching them talk about me and my family, and we didn't view it that way. We were a family first, and my dad taught us the importance of public service. And some of us serve in different ways. My brother and I happened to be wanting to serve uh, as governors, and then he became president but we were just taught to help others, to serve others. And that was the motivation for being involved in politics and lots of other things. My mom has a family literacy foundation that helps adults learn to read because parents are the first readers to their children. And others in our family have helped in other ways and that's kind of what drives our family.
1: Like the rest of his family, Jeb felt the call to serve. He was the governor of Florida for two terms before making a big announcement in 2015.
0: I've decided I'm a candidate for president of the United States of America. The crowded field of candidates seeking the Republican presidential nomination just got even bigger. Former Florida Governor Jeb Bush officially threw his hat into the ring today.
1: So, how do you run for a governor or a president?
0: How do you do it? <laughs> well, it's different now. Now it's very different because of social media. When I ran the first time, I I basically had to quit my job. I was full-time, you know, 12 hours at least a day, almost six days a week, shaking hands with people. Even a big state like Florida, you have to campaign that way. And uh, it was grueling, but it was exciting. So I lost, but one of the things that I think in your life and people when they get a little older start to realize that the best learning experiences in life are when you when you fall back when you when something bad happens because or you lose because it gives you a chance to learn if you keep winning in life sometimes you think that well it's just I'm, I'm perfect and everybody's imperfect so it gave me a chance to reflect on how I could be better as a person and as a candidate and I won in 1998 so People campaign in different ways. I, I like campaigning, putting personal context around ideas. So I, I got better at telling stories about why the things I believed in were were important.
1: So, what was the experience running for president?
0: Well, was it? It was crazy. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was fun too, because the way I campaign was we did a lot of town hall meetings mm-hmm. where people just came and they, they said what they wanted to say or asked me whatever they wanted to unscripted. Mm-hmm. And I normally answered every question till there was none left. And I did that two or three times a day on my feet for a couple of hours each time. And, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. The political environment's a little different now. And so social media and, the cable news networks, you know, they don't cover the human aspects of campaigning. They cover the the loud, the more prone to exaggeration, the big, the boisterous, rather than the, the campaign style that's connecting with people on a human level. So it's a different kind of campaigning now.
1: So any advice for kids out there who want to be president?
0: I think the best advice I'd give is to really strive for success in your own life when you're young. Be open to everything. Um, Read, learn, listen. Listen to your mom. That's great advice. Build character. It'll happen naturally if you want to serve. And if you don't, along the way, hopefully you're making big contributions to help others anyway. A lot of people have big dreams. And then it turns out those dreams don't work out and they're so frustrated because they're so focused on the dream. They kind of miss life's journey. And my advice is to keep your eyes open and your ears open because whatever your dreams are, they're probably going to change. And along the way, you want to help others. You want to grow and learn and be part of something bigger than yourself. And it may end up being president. It may end up being Maybe the head of a not-for-profit organization or a successful business person that you can then give back in other ways. You can create jobs for people that otherwise wouldn't have it. Life's going to be full of great opportunities, and I wouldn't focus on just one thing.
1: Thank you for being on the show. You
0: bet. You're fantastic.
1: Thanks. Okay, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the show about politics, and please leave a review. It definitely helps others find the show. Okay, Dad, take it away.
0: This episode is sponsored by Quirk Books, delivering books and stories that are bold, unprecedented, beautifully designed, and affordable. The Kid Legends series from Quirk Books tells the hilarious stories of famous scientists like Albert Einstein and Jane Goodall, inspiring activists like Martin Luther King Jr., and former presidents like Abraham Lincoln and Teddy Roosevelt. These funny and totally true biographies show how even the most famous individuals have to conquer kid sized problems. Learn more at quirkbooks.com. And, as always, music on the show about politics was written by SoundsLikeAnEarful.com. See you on the next episode.